A young priest is tasked with presiding over a witch's wake in a small Russian town. Over the course of three nights, the priest watches over the body as things get increasingly more unsettling and harder to explain. With only his faith to keep him from unraveling completely, the priest goes insane as the witch wins the Battle of Wills in the 1967 Soviet Union-produced horror film V. I'm Connor Izagari. And I'm Caleb J. And this is Filmgasm. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Filmgasm podcast. Today's pick, not going to lie, is going to be the most difficult film we've ever talked about. We're diving into Russian cinema and V was a tough nut to crack. We're going to do our best, but no promises. This was a random pick from the book of Filmgasm, so if you're going to blame anyone for a weak show, blame fate. (laughs) I mean, folk horror in the past has been pretty difficult to unravel. It's all basically style, very little... In terms of plot and character, it's just like, look at look at this. Check this out. You see this? That's pretty much folk horror, and V is no exception. Yeah, I uh, I know. You know, Josh is the one that's really, really into folk horror. And there, there's some stuff I like, but um, sometimes it's, it's not one I jump into, like, all the time. Like, there's stuff I do like out of it, like, obviously things like The Witch, uh, The Wicker Man, the original. Um, the remake for completely different reasons. Um, but you know, there's some ones I like, but then there's a lot where like, for me, like, you know, like they're very slow burn. This one would kind of be in a case where like not a whole lot happens till the end. Not saying any of that, like, I'm not saying anything like bad in the film's regard to that. Like there is plenty of slow burn horror I like, but sometimes I'm like, all right, let's pick up the pace. We talked about this when we did Next of Kin, you know, when it comes to slow burn, I need to be reminded I'm watching a horror movie at least once every 20, 30 minutes at least. I need, I need something. B is very much just kind of watching this doofus monk priest guy just walk around and make bad decisions until he's end up, he ends up having to preside over a witch's wake. And I'm pretty sure he's the same witch he beat to death with a stick. Yeah, that was the whole thing was that the witch, that's how she got him back. Because was like, oh, well, you think you escaped, but you're actually going to be presiding over my wake. And now I'm going to get you back for what you did. Yeah, see, we, I feel like this movie's only an hour 17 long, but it feels like three hours. Which is really weird. Like you could have, they could have cut some stuff. <laughs> this could have been a thirty-minute horror movie. It yeah. Look, go the ho- go their host route nowadays. Just give me less than an hour. Yeah. Give me <laughs> all the pertinent information. Like, stop. You know, stop dragging ass. Just give me the give me the movie you want to give me. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I said I. There was things I did like about this film, but there was also quite a bit where I was like, all right. Um, I do respect that this is like a Soviet, like a, a Soviet yeah. Union produced horror film. Yeah, we'll talk. Um, about, that's that's very. I know we'll talk about. We're talking about yeah, the, the Soviet Union and all that shit. Pretty wild. Um, so before we get further into it, uh, my question to you is this: V is a solid example of the subgenre of folk horror, which we've gone into a few times on the show, and uh, basically just you know, what are some of your favorite folk horror films? Let's talk folk horror for a bit. And for those of you who don't know. Folk horror is basically a horror film that deals with kind of mythology and folklore and witchcraft and faith and God and mostly in the woods and small town pagan shit. You get it. (laughs) We've talked about it before. Uh, I'll start. You already mentioned The Witch. I think that's probably the folk horror film that most people are familiar with these days, especially Mm -hmm. from our generation. Uh, You know, family goes into the woods they're kicked out of their compound for 
believing in something a little bit different, which is what happened back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go crazy in the woods, or they're plagued by a witch. It's kind of, it leaves it up to you, which I like. Yeah. Um, I mean, the two that come to mind immediately, all the ones I mentioned in The Witch and um, the original uh, Wicker Man, um, those to me really hit the template of what like folk horror can be and like when it's really firing on, you know, as I tend to say, firing on all cylinders. Um, the Witch just has like a, a, an atmosphere about it that is like it engulfs you and just like absolutely makes you go like, you you know, you want to look away, but you're not going to look away. And The Wicker Man is just like you get so sucked into watching this bumbling cop that just like will not accept these people's way of life just keep making poor decisions not leave and just keep going down this rabbit hole and the both those are to me like prime examples like what it can uh really be and really do um it's kind of hilarious the wicker man like it's a great movie but yeah sergeant howie has so many opportunities to be like oh this is awful i don't even want to be a part of this and just go away but no he keeps being like well i have to teach these people what it means to be a real follower of god yeah and they're all like oh we're not interested Oh, dude, it's it's infuriating. Like, I'm like, dude, you could leave, or I don't know, just enjoy the fact that they want to just yeah. pretty much have... Fuck Britt Eklund. Do it. Yeah. She, like, she wants like, you. Have fun. Have a good like, time. Have fun, dude. Like, I don't understand. God will understand. It's Britt Eklund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, I remember the whole time I'm just sitting there like, dude, come on. Like, you, you can... It's okay. You can do it. Yeah. It's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, those are good. Um... One I watched a couple years ago that really stuck with me was The Ritual. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one from uh, David Bruckner. Yeah, that movie was really creepy, eerie, and just had a fantastic third act. I think you got to, for some reason, I, well, you know, it, it kind of, the films prove it themselves. The third act is crucial for folk horror. Like, the, when the other shoe drops and you find out, you know, who's really running the show here, what this is all about, that has to work or else... It doesn't work. You know, Wicker Man, you've got, you know, Lord Summer Isle is doing a, the pagan festival and Howie's the sacrifice. And it's like, oh, shit, the witch. Black Phillips starts talking. Like, it, it, every, you know, the big thing always happens in the end. And with the ritual, it was that village and the monster. Oh, dude, when the monster came out? Oh, my God. <sighs> Fucking hell, that uh, was cool. That was good. Um, and then, you know, you have films that have elements of folk horror in them. Um, to an extent, Pet Cemetery kind of delves into it a bit with um, the whole cemetery, the, you know, the title of the film, the whole cemetery in and of itself. Obviously, it's not a full core film, but it, it, it dabbles with that. Um, I know Ari Aster did Midsummer, which was basically just Wicker Man. Um, I wasn't really too big into that one. I know people that fucking love that one. I was like, this film is too long. It's boring. I don't like it. I was talking to Isabel, uh, few days ago and uh she had she said that she uh she was interested in watching midsummer and uh she told me but she told me and i quote but i feel like it's going to be like the wicker man she's never seen midsummer and she's never seen the wicker man but she just knew that yeah <laughs> this is 100 percent the wicker man <laughs> I, was, I was laughing about that it's like yeah you're right yeah i mean and look not not going to take anything away from um Fulham's piece performance because she was really good in that movie. I'll give her that. But everything else about that movie, I was just like, okay, I don't care. Yeah, it was a Wicker Man that was two and a half hours long and filled with horrible 
people who just made horrible decisions. Yeah, two and a half if you watch the theatrical. It's almost like three if you watch the extended cut, which I have seen. Christ Almighty. <laughs> I don't think I need to do that to myself. Uh, I did it to myself. <laughs> uh, what do you think about like Children of the Corn? Do you think that counts? Again, I think it dabbles. It definitely dabbles in it. Um, and I actually do, you know, the original one is some of my favorite Kino adaptations, but I enjoy it. It's a it's an easy watch. Remember that Children of the Corn remake that was coming out like three years ago? Oh, so update on that, it's coming out. Oh, it finally, I thought it just disappeared. It did, and then I just read like last week that it's getting like a March release date or something like that, but oh. it's getting dumped on like VOD now. But it's going to suck. Apparently it's, it's a loose adaptation. It does almost nothing to do with the... The actual story. Well, Misery Loves Company. I mean, there's like 12 of those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the only one you need to watch is the one with, um, I was going to say Linda Biller, not her. <laughs> the one with Linda Hamilton. It's the only one you need to see. True. And even then, it was okay. What do you think of uh, Evil Dead? Do you think that counts? I want to count that one just because it deals much more with mnemonic uh, possession type stuff. Well, that's um, religion. Yeah, but no one's ever having a crisis of faith in the Evil Dead movies. I think Ash is having a bit of a crisis of faith in himself, and then he finds himself in part two, and he gets all groovy. I don't... I think we're stretching on that one. <laughs> King has dabbled plenty of times with folk horror. You can tell that that's someone that probably li- he probably likes it, because even something like um, Salem's Lot technically kind of dwells into it occasionally with Barlow and the and the town and, you know, religion. Like, King's dabbled with it. He's, I don't think he's done... Full on? That I can't, I'm thinking off the top of my head, I can't think of him having done a full on full core, but he's definitely like dabbled with it before. They haven't made it into a movie yet, but I'd say Revival kind of goes on the line there. Oh, it goes very on the line. Yeah. They were going to make that into a movie, then they just gave up. Yeah, hopefully with the Boogeyman coming out, uh, <laughs> we'll get more King stuff. Revival was such a good story. That, that book scared the shit out of me. Yeah, the ending freaked me out big mm-hmm. time. Good story. Yeah, folk horror is, you know, it's it's interesting because it taps into fears that we all kind of have about, you know, to atheists, it's like, what if we're wrong? To religious people, it's like, well, what if we're right? And it, it gets, you know, freaky when you're dealing with supernatural forces that, you know, attack you where you're most vulnerable. Well, instead, they're like, with the, you know, it's kind of like why people love ghost, you know, ghost stories so much. And, you know, like, for example, when we watch, per- we watch Paranormal to VF, it's like, why films like that hold? Because it's this ideal of, like, trying to face something that you can't fight back and you don't know how to fight back. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you had to, you know, you could probably, I don't think you could fend off Jason, but you could at least try. But you can't fend off a demon. No, it's, it's latching on to, and as we kind of see in V, like, he tries to escape numerous times throughout the movie and doesn't. She always finds a way to get him back to keep doing uh, what she wants so she can curse him. So it's things like that where it's like it just feels inescapable. Like you can't, no matter how hard you try, you're not getting out of the situation. Um, like at all, you know, or something like, not really folk, but like hereditary, you know, like when you find out like they were doomed from the start, we just didn't know it. True. It's, you know, it's freaky. Makes you wonder, like, if you're in that situation, how how hard do you fight? And when do you just kind of submit and realize, I can't win this? Yeah. Yeah, like, do you do you keep trying and hope you can get out of this? Or you just say, fuck it, this is my life now. <laughs> this is who I am. Well, I hope I never have to find that out. 
Uh, well, let's get into V. I don't have a lot, because, you know, is Soviet Russian film. Not a lot written about it over here in capitalist America. So, you know, I found what I could. <laughs> uh, v was the first horror film ever to be produced by the Soviet Union. Not Russia, because Russian, Russians have been making films since the 20s, but the Soviet Union, no, no, no. You had to work with the you know, propaganda people. You had to have a, an ambassador from the government on set, make sure you weren't making anything capitalist. So making a movie was uh, a bit difficult <laughs> in Soviet Russia. Uh, and this was yes. their first horror film. And they did indeed have a guy from the, so, like the, the People's Republic there to make sure things went smooth. Yeah, one well, the reason they even got away with this film is, um, and they do at the beginning was they point out that this is based off like a folktale. That's how they were able to get away with a lot of things in this yeah. movie because they were like, "Well, it's based in Russian folktale. Is Russian history?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "In all fairness to them, that's actually really smooth of them to do that." Like, "Oh yeah, hey, it's based off Russian folktale, so we can do whatever." I wouldn't want to test a loophole with the Soviet government <laughs> in the '60s, though. No, I mean, I won't want to do it now with how Putin's been acting, but... There was that, like, sweet spot under Gorbachev where you could you could try that shit, but after, you know, before that and after that, no. No. <laughs> Gorbachev was evil in his own ways, but yeah. at least he actually led the country to prosperity there he, for a bit. He tore down that wall. <laughs> he tore it down and was like, okay, we're going to make us an actual superpower, and now his successor, it's like, I'm going to destroy all of that. Did Putin succeed Gorbachev? Where was Yeltsin in there? Was he before Pan? I don't I don't know. I don't know the Russian presidents <laughs> off the top of my head. Look, they're all dictators. Who cares? It's yeah. It's America, freedom, right? <laughs> right? From the Tsar to the Bolsheviks to, to Putin. <laughs> there has been no freedom in Russia fucking ever. <laughs> I mean, one could argue freedoms are slowly being gone here, but that's not the point. <laughs> well, you know, give it time. Maybe we'll be dead. Uh anyway. <laughs> v is based on the horror novella of the same name by Nikolai Gogol that was first published in 1835 in a collection called Murgorod. And uh, I didn't have time to read that because I don't speak Russian. So I'm assuming it's about a dude who presides over a witch's wake and shit gets freaky. There's not like a, there's not an English translated version. There might be, but I didn't have, I had a day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, results. <laughs> You had plenty of time. Where's your? Why'd you read it? I didn't even know I was gonna be on this episode. That's true. <laughs> this whole thing is like slapped together with duct tape. <laughs> it's kind of impressive. We were putting any, anything out this week. <laughs> the film, the film was written and directed by Konstantin Yershov, Yorgi Kropakyov, and Alexander Patushko, which are the most Russian names I've ever heard in my life. I just want one, one to be called Bob Smith, <laughs> and the Bob Smith. This was their first film. Urshov would follow it with a handful of other Russian films before his death in 1984 at only 49 years old. Mm. Suspicious. Mm. Did he get outside the lines? I don't know. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find why. Oh, that's even more suspicious. <laughs> yeah. It just said he died at 49. KGB got him. <laughs> stop it. Stop, find, stop asking. <laughs> Do not yeah. search further. Don't search further. We know who you're living currently. <laughs> Kropakyov would direct one other film, and then he would go into production design for the rest of his career before he died in 2016 at 85 years old. So he, he got to hang on. And, he uh, stayed within the lines. Yeah. Patushko was an animation pioneer in Russia, so much so that he was known as the Soviet Walt Disney in certain circles. 
he helped kind of create Russia's animation studio. Nice. I don't I haven't seen a lot of Russian cinema, but nice. I imagine there's quite a lot of like bears into in on unicycles and all that. But <laughs> then they do were they the ones that did Barship Down? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh but he was the guy from the like the Russian propaganda minister people like he was their ambassador they were like you need to go on this set help with the script help with the directing and make sure things stay in the lines <laughs> stay in the lines oh what happened to your buddy and he passed in 73 at 72 years old so he stayed in the lines too yeah it sounds like one of them stayed went outside the lines and they mysteriously disappeared aka died Konstantin Yershov does not have it or Urshoff. he does not have a uh Wikipedia page, like it's oh. it says, you know, dead at forty nine. <laughs> that is all. That is all. He is he's dead. Don't ask. <laughs> I'm just saying, twenty two, twenty three. He is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Booty boo boop. Julia Rob hurts. <laughs> Waving my arms around. <laughs> um, that's all I got <laughs> on V. Is so what? Russia just said, "Hey, we're going to bury this thing." No, they were, they were very proud of it. They just didn't... We didn't need to know any of that. This is a Russian movie. <laughs> doesn't matter what we think. <laughs> well, you like Russian movie. We don't tell you anything about it. In Soviet Russia, movie watch you. <laughs> we, we put it on box set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get this on a in a folk horror box set that Josh has. Uh, From Severin Films called All the Haunts Be Ours. Yeah, so a shit ton of uh, folk horror and then a vast documentary about uh, folk horror in the 20th yeah. century. Folk horror from around the world, all different decades. Um, I've seen the documentary because it's also on Shudder. Um, documentary is really, really good. It goes over like a lot of cool stuff. I don't This isn't like a big genre for me, like a big subgenre, I should say, but I found that documentary very fascinating and meant to break it up to uh, pieces it's like three hours 15 minutes long i ended up watching the whole thing i got like so like into it damn um yeah it's a really good documentary um and then it includes a booklet I, I believe in there as well so you can also have reading material so it's actually a really nifty box set it's sold by severin so they still have it it's going to cost you a hefty amount yeah when you're buying box sets I admire you guys for just, like, dropping top dollar all the time whenever available. It is, like, the most impressive dual collection of horror films I've ever seen and ever will see. Yeah. I already, look, I already placed my pre-order for the Texas Chainsaw uh, 4K from Second Sight. That's going. It's basically going to look like that Dawn of the Dead one. It's going to be great. That is nice. Uh, v cost 50,000 Soviet rubles to make. And this blew my mind. According to conversion sites, I checked three different sites to make sure this number was accurate. 50,000 Russian rubles, 800 US dollars. That's not a lot. This movie cost 800 bucks to make. <laughs> That's incredible. Nice, Russia. <laughs> I couldn't nice. find anything on box office because I don't really know how theater attendance they, works in the Soviet they Union. In Russia, they don't talk about box office. I feel like you're just, like, randomly picked out of a hat. KGB goes to your home, puts a hood over your face, drives you out somewhere. If you think you're going to die, they take the hood off. You're sitting in a movie theater alone. <laughs> you watch V. They put the hood back. They send you back home. Two weeks later, you get, like, a letter in the mail that says, like, what did you think of movie? You liked it or you liked it? 
Khrushchev wasn't fucking around. <laughs> you only like movie. You don't hate the movie. <laughs> you like movie or do you like family? <laughs> Choose carefully. There is a right answer. <laughs> um, it's since gone on to become one of the most respected and beloved horror films to come out of Russia in the 20th century. You know, it's in box sets. It's in the 1001 movies to see before you die. Horror fans have latched onto V as, you know, a representative of folk horror, which is great. You know, to me, I, it's not my cup of tea. But as we've learned on this podcast, I have a very distinct cup of tea that's hard to find. There it is. It's, <laughs> I'm aware of that. Your tea is in recall right now. We don't know when it's coming back. I can't find it. <laughs> I'm looking. I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I get, I, I'm not going to take away, like, this film's significance at all. Like, it is, like, all joking aside, like, a big deal that, like, this is a, a Soviet Union-produced um, horror film that has stood the test of time, and they found a way to get it, pu- push the boundaries a lot for 1967 um, by saying, oh, well, it's based off folklore. You don't question that. Um, so I'm not going to take that away, but, like, yeah, for me, I was, you know, like, I liked it enough. I don't see myself going back to it a whole lot. Yeah, I don't see myself ever going back to this. But, you know, I only, thanks to these shows, I only have to watch a lot of these movies one time, talk about them, then shelve it. <laughs> so One day, just for torture, I'm going to put you in a room and just play all the movies you didn't like. You're going to have KGB come to my house, yeah. put a hood over my head, yeah. throw me in the movie theater alone. Eventually, I'll catch on with, wait a minute, I've seen this. I saw this one, too. That son of a bitch. I'm sitting behind, like, a fucking two-way mirror with, like, the worst Russian accent ever. Just You like movie, right? You just have, like, the big furry hat. And you're just sitting there with a cigar. Not even lit. You're not even smoking it. You just have a cigar. Time to play the last one. Put on bitch, pitch black. Ah! ah. <laughs> Well, I clearly didn't know who I was fucking with. Uh, um, <laughs> v has an IMDb score of 7.2. Letterboxd score of 3.6 out of 5. Pretty good. And a Rotten Tomato score of 88%. But that's from eight critics. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's completely valid. Because <laughs> it's Rotten Tomatoes. You see they're doing a Rotten Tomatoes uh, card game? Why? <laughs> Who's playing that? I don't know. I, We're like the only people who still go to that website. All right, I guess I'm not getting that for a Christmas gift. Well, good. I, who would I play it with? I don't know. Jesus, I got nothing. <laughs> and we're like 23 minutes into the show, and we've exhausted. <laughs> we're halfway, so this is going to be a short-ass episode. Are you going to break a record for shortest episode? That's. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we're going to top 19 minutes. There's all those ones I did by myself early on. Those are short. Oh, yeah. Those are yeah. really short. But, I don't know. Maybe one day if we're just, like, really sick and don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to pump this out to get it done. <laughs> well, let's talk some highlights of V. First off, that guy kicked a pig. What a prick. <coughs> <coughs> Fucking coma just, like, socked a pig in the jaw. And because it's a Soviet Union-produced film, you know that was an actual kick to an actual pig. There was no, like, just fake it. When you're working with an $800 budget, you're kicking the pig in the face. Oh, yeah. That pig was, like, you know, a sixth of the budget. 
In America, you would have to really convince someone to be like, look, we just need to go over there and like kick it. Okay, it pissed you off. It destroyed you. I don't know. Think of a reason why. In Russia, I feel like all you did was like, you kick pig in face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all it took to convince him. <laughs> it is, yeah. So this movie starts out with Coma and his two friends. They're priests in training, I think. I think so. Whatever was going on at that time with Russia and its popes are probably touching little boys. I don't know. It's popes? Sure. What? I don't <laughs> I don't know what Russia calls its its religious figures. Yeah, I don't know much about the Russian Orthodox Church. I just know big fluffy hat, mustache, beard, beard, and aggression. And vodka. Do not forget the vodka. There's always vodka. Even the religious ones get vodka. It was like reward. The guy was like, make sure they get plenty of vodka for helping out today. It's like, yep, that, that, that tracks. Well, I thought it was like a poor village, too, and they were like, no, we have vodka. That's like the one thing we got. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing else, but we have that. In Russia, you are never too poor to drink. It's just, nope. I feel like it could be homeless man. If all he has to say is like, I don't have vodka, and the Russian man's going to be like, oh, my God, we have to help him. <laughs> it's like, I have glass. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you yesterday, and this is true, that in Russia, beer does not like, is not considered alcoholic enough to be like it's a soft drink because the alcohol content's not big enough. So beer's like you know soda over there. What's on your soda section? We got the Miller Lights and the Bud Lights and the <laughs> not in Russia. No, they. That's what I mean. They would do that just to. Like that's a test. You order that. Yeah. KGB shows up, <laughs> grabs you because you are American pig. Yeah. They're like, no, oh, this is shitty bear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Bud Light sucks ass, but uh, we have plenty of American selection over here. Would you care to order from American menu, capitalist? <laughs> I don't know. Then they send you to a hostel, and uh, or an underground torture ring, like in Hostel. I love the double meaning of that movie. It's a hostile, and they're awfully hostile. I know. The first two are great. Yeah. That it's, third one that takes place in America really kind of takes away the whole point of it. What's it? Uh, it's Vegas? Yeah, it's in Vegas. Ro- Eli Roth had nothing to do with that one. They made it without them. We all get tortured in Vegas. It's nothing special. <laughs> it's not you. It's your fucking bank account. Uh, so these guys, Coma and the other two Stooges go to you know they're walking through russia they end up finding this old lady and she's like come stay with me and they're like okay no red flags here <laughs> two of them go in the house and she's like no you sleep in barn with pig and whatever you do do not kick him in face and uh i should point out we don't see his two friends for like the rest of the movie until the end where they're like totally fine yeah, they disappear for the whole movie and then show up at the end to recount his story. I think they just went home and were like, that was an odd evening with the old lady. What do you want to do now? Did you see Coma fly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the witch like shows up, wraps her legs around his head, and then flies around for a while, and they land, and he kind of acts like, how did I do that? <laughs> it's like, no, probably the old lady witch, I would imagine. Yeah. But he's like, am I magic? <laughs> And then he's like, no, it's you. And he takes a stick and he beats the shit out of her. He beats her. So within like 10 minutes of doing this character, he kicks a pig in the face for no reason other than the pig's just looking at him. And I think it oinks like once. 
I think he thought, I think the first thing that came into his head was American pig, and he kicked it because out of principle. That's that's the only explanation I can think of. <laughs> Capitalist. Don't you look at me like that? <laughs> but yeah, he picks up a stick and he beats her so hard she turns young. It's a weird movie, folks. Yeah, she turns young, and then he runs away, and you're like, okay, so we've witnessed his friends just disappear with no talking about them, which bugged me for the entirety of the movie. Um, (laughs) Him kicking a pig and then flying, because that's what the witch decided to do, and then she turned young after he beat her and he ran away. (laughs) And then for a while, he's just kind of wandering around and then ends up in this village. You're like, hey, somebody died. It was a witch, and we need you to preside over the funeral. And he's like, well, it couldn't be that same witch. I mean, what are the odds of that? So he goes in there. Yep, it's the same witch. And she's in a box, still hot. And he's like, what do I do now? And he presides over her wake for three days. And in those three days, weird shit happens. Yeah, and he is becoming increasingly more just loony or trunk. You you decide... Yeah, at one point he gets so scared his hair turns white. At least that's what everybody says, but we really couldn't tell. Yeah, his hair looked the same. Um, <laughs> there was one cool moment when he is like forced to go into like the the caravan with that those group of Russian dudes, whoever the hell they were. And um, now that, well, then we get that funny scene where they get mad at him for opening a a, a window in a yeah. in their little caravan that has a huge opening in the back. Yeah, it's like you're letting the air in. <laughs> It's like, buddy, the, there's no there's no door on this thing. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but they go and stop at the same... It looked like the same inn. And they drink, and you have that one shot where, like, the same dude pops out of the three different doors. I think it was the same. I mean, when you're working with 800 bucks, you don't have time to location scout. You, you find a building, you use it. Well, especially under those conditions, they were like, no, 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 we, we use one house. Yeah. But we need a second one house. Half house is in, the other half is mortuary. That little section in back is church. <laughs> Just use imagination. <laughs> don't don't talk to you, you disappear. <laughs> you bad mouth production, no one see your mouth again. Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, at one point, the coma draws a circle, like a keep evil out circle in the in the uh in the church and the witch gets up just just gets up after being dead for a while it's just like ha ha not really dead not really dead and tries to get in the circle but she can't she's like miming it's like a mime in a box and it's fucking ridiculous it is it's kind of funny it's like ha ha but i wonder like how much she was fucking with him yeah. to, to be like you know i'll act like i can't get through this it's hilarious she's like oh curses Foiled again by the brilliance of the Christian God. How can I ever defeat you now? And then the next day she's like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> Where is your God now, priest? <laughs> Where is he? Your circle sucks. It's an oval, bitch. Uh, <laughs> at one point she like is flying around in the coffin like it's an airplane. That was funny. Oh, yeah. Th- to their credit, like, them trying to... Pulling off the effects they did in 67 for an $800, like, Soviet Union-produced film where someone's telling them what they can and can't do constantly with the film, they got some good effects. 
you know, I thought the Hayes Code was, you know, detrimental to a, to American film. At least no one in the Hayes department, like, you know, disappeared anybody. <laughs> I feel yeah. like, you know, the Russian, the Soviet KGB funded like film department or whatever, who just like was monitoring the situation. We just think that guy seems dangerous and just, you never saw that guy again. Yeah. He's spreading capitalist agenda. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, because at least even with the Hayes Code, like, like, take Psycho, for example. There wasn't someone on set being like, if you put a toilet in this shot, I swear to God. I will be so peeved. Yeah, it's like they didn't know until you submitted to the NPA or the Hayes, or whoever, or sorry, the Hayes Code people at that time. And they would watch and be like, why is there a toilet in the shot? Why is it flushing? We don't know. Why is there two unmarried people shown at the beginning of this film post-coital? Why? Why? It was always after you filmed it, and then they had to figure it out. In and movie world, in Hollywood, married couples sleep in separate beds, and they don't take shits. We know this. This is a fact. That's what they were telling everybody. Yeah, that's pretty, what... Pretty psychotic. They don't sneak off to hotels to have sex. We are a just country. And Hitchcock's like, she's going to walk around in her bra for a while. She's going to steal like 20 grand, and then she's going to get stabbed to death naked in a shower. What are you going to do to me? It's Janet Lee. What are you going to do? We're all thinking the same thing. I'm Alfred Hitchcock, bitch. Come at me. (laughs) He did that a lot. A lot. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, look, I don't like, I'm not condoning the Hays Code. I fucking hate the Hays Code. But like, they, yeah, they weren't making people like disappear or, you know, godfathering their ass and putting. Decapitated horses in people's beds, like. And to be fair, we don't know that this is really happening on Soviet movie sets. We're just assuming because it was happening everywhere else in the Soviet. I was like, well, it's the Soviet, and the fact that they have someone to make sure they're not spreading propaganda tells me that probably if they heard someone, they went, "Okay, you're gone." Yeah. What Claudio go? Well, he's not here. (laughs) What Claudio? We never had a Claudio. Don't talk to me anymore. (laughs) I'm leaving. We don't know each other. (laughs) Must have been a tense environment to film. Uh, at one point, this guy starts dancing. Like this dude shows up, starts dancing with his boots on his fa- on his hands. Mm. I call it. I wrote down "old boot hand" in his fancy dance. Is that didn't really? There, I got nowhere. I'm not going anywhere with this. It just <laughs> happened. What the boots? Yeah, boot, old boot hand in the fancy dance, and then yeah, all hell breaks loose, and now we get a movie <laughs> 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 for like the last five minutes. We literally go into Russian hell. It's awesome. Hands start coming out of the wall. Demons and goblins and dwarf demon goblins start swarming coma. Yeah, Russia apparently just does not like dwarfs because they, uh, I think they're terrified of them. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. The witch gets in the circle easily. Which proves, yeah, she was probably fucking with him. Probably like, oh, wait. <laughs> wait till it, the best moment. And they scare him to death, I think. That's what it looked like. They just scared him to death. Yeah. Which was probably her goal, because she... I wonder if this was all because he beat her. Probably. I mean, you know, if I was an all-powerful witch, a servant of Satan, and some asshole came up and started beating me with a stick, yeah, I'd want revenge, and I'd do it painfully. I'd be like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. Well, make sure he can never escape. I'm requesting him specifically to preside over my wake, and I will take care of him. It's hilarious. It's exactly what happens. It's like, oh, I'm going to fuck him up. Uh, All I had to do was accept the ride, and then you could have ridden me later. But now, now you're fucked. Yeah. If you if you can't handle me at my you know young hot and 
brunette self, you can't take, you know, you, you don't deserve me at my regular self. The point is, folks, if a witch pre- presents themselves to you <laughs> and the option is you sleep with them and then you can walk away, just go with that option. Yeah, usually they're not going to hurt you. They just want to use your essence in some spell. So just, you know, take it and have a cool story to tell people. Yeah, and just, just leave. <laughs> you ever see four rooms? That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was freaky, the imagery of all those. Like, that's where the budget went, was the makeup and the physical freakiness and that one dude who, like, had the penis fingers. I would laugh if these people just... They just no makeup. Just people look like that. They're like, hey. They just went to a Russian gulag somewhere and grabbed the prisoners. And apparently, if you don't get fed properly for thirty years, this is what you look like in Russia. One of them is someone that used to work on the film that disappeared. Like Claudio, <laughs> where you been? Like I, I am in gulag. I look like Goblin now. You've been there for like a week. I know. Are you going to eat that dead rat? But yeah, it's 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 freaky looking, and uh, coma dies, and then yeah. we got like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern style r- riffing with his friends who are like, "Hey, remember that guy we used to know, Coma?" Yeah, he would just pop up by the way at the end, like after being gone the whole movie. Yeah, they're painting uh, something. A guy who I think is supposed to be like the Russian Orthodox Church leader at the beginning, but is clearly a different actor. Well, I, th- I swear to God, it's supposed to be like, I, th- I feel like this was supposed to be years later, but there's nothing telling you that. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, and like I said, like, uh, yeah, that, that ending scene with all the stuff coming out, like, out of the walls and the freaky, that part is, like, legitimately, like, pretty uh, freaky, even by today. Like, when they had that one shot of the skeletons walking, and if you don't, are not paying attention, there's, like, a dude just crouched in the background looking, and it's extremely it's kind of creepy to see that. And the hands are just... There's something about, like, seeing hands pop out of walls. Like, they did that in the first VHS, but I think the last segment. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah the, yeah, the exorcism that gets interrupted by the frat boys. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, that that's always just legitimately freaky to me. Um, so this is a really good scene. I just wish, like, the rest of the film had done... Like, spread this throughout, so then I would have felt it more. Yeah, same. Like, um, I wanted... You know, that's the movie I wanted. You know, I feel like it would have been easy to pepper that throughout the movie. Give yeah. us a little bit of, you know, a little freaky-looking dwarf here and a goblin, of, you know, over there. Yeah, they apparently had enough extras. You could have just fucking used them throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we get this this ending, which, I, like I said, I swear it takes place years later because, yeah, the, the, the head, whatever you called them in fucking Russia, the religious mm-hmm. figures. The Grand Poobah. <laughs> he, he, I'm pretty sure it's, he's considerably aged, um, his friends honestly look like they're older. They don't look the same. So I'm like, I wonder if this was supposed to be years later and they just didn't put a title card because Russia's <laughs> like, no, 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 Americans do that. We don't do that. <laughs> hey, remember that friend we had we left at the witch's house that we never saw again? What happened to him? <laughs> You're the worst friends. They disappear. It bugged me so much. I was like, where the fuck are the friends at? Why are they gone? Ah, <laughs> uh, That's V. I mean... All we got, really. There's not much to talk about. Also, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a short one. I have one filmgasm fact, because there are three bits of trivia on this. We've talked about one of them, and the other one's asinine. So, Nikolai Stepanov, who plays the demon V, you know, penis fingers, was a circus artist. He was cast for his strength, because the costume of the creature was very heavy. 
But you could tell, and they needed help to like lift the eye holes. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I'm wondering now if that like was uh, an unscripted moment of him just being like, I legit can't lift up my eye holes. Can someone do that? <laughs> it's intimidating when the demon shows up and it's like you know supposed to be this horrible creature in defiance of God, and he's like, can I get a little help here? <laughs> Kind of kills the mood. <laughs> I can't. You just see him doing that. I can't move someone. It's like Ralphie's brother in a Christmas story. He's just got his arms up and he can't he can't put them down. I, I can't put my arms down. I can't lift my eyes. <laughs> I need help. It's dark. I do like how they, they, they work around that with the idea that, like, then Como's like, oh, God, I can't look into his eyes or you're lost. And, I mean, Grant, he still died, but, like. <laughs> Be great if the witch was like, hold on, hold, hold on a minute. Hey, you, go back. you get that one. I'll get this one. All right, back to it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Very unprofessional of us, I know. <laughs> Just give us a second. The film was remade in 2014, later retitled Forbidden Empire. Uh it was not well received. It stars English character actor Jason Fleming, who you, you all may remember. Uh, he was a Zazel, the red teleporting mutant in X-Men First Class. He was Mr. Hyde in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And he's in this Russian remake. Does he even speak good Russian? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, not much is really written about that one. It was a pretty big bomb. Or critics didn't care for it. And... Uh, Russia just watched him and slap in the face, mm-hmm. American pigs. <laughs> uh, and that's our show, really. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> We're going to see Knock at the Cabin later. Uh, I hope it's good. It's getting mixed reviews, but you know what? We're going to see it. I can't wait to watch Stilted Dialogue. And look, okay, I'm going to say right now, all you guys are on social media like, we need to stop bad-mouthing M9, and we, we need to talk about the actual underappreciated easiest. Go fuck yourselves. Like, I don't have to like every goddamn person out there when it comes to film. And guess what? I don't feel that way about M9. His dialogue shitty. It's not this artistic flourish that's amazing. It's, it's, it's shitty. You can jerk him off all you want, guys. You're not getting to reach around. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, no, I don't, because someone said that, like, can we just talk about, I saw one tweet, was like, can we just talk about how his, his dialogue is actually genius and meant to be that, but I'm like, no, it's bad dialogue. You should, it's terribly tweet, written. You should tweet back, no, we, we can't talk about it. No. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about it. No, I was like, because he writes people like, he doesn't know how they interact. I can't wait to see how people don't interact in this movie. Oh, God. But, it, dude, it's like I said, when people ever want to come at me and be like, well, you watch things like Spookies and Blood Harvest. I'm like, yeah, but I can also tell you right now that those are bad movies. I know they're bad movies. Yeah, that's the problem with M. Night Shyamalan. He doesn't know he's making bad movies. <laughs> when, you don't, when you're not self-aware, you're, you're, you got a problem. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I understand what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, so we're going we're gonna to see this. Uh, this time he is, you know, he's got a gay couple in his movie. I'm wondering how he's going to handle that. I hope they feel like an actual couple. Graceful or, I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I've heard Batista's really good in this movie. I've heard a lot of people praise him. Well, good. I'm hoping he angers this thing. Uh, yeah, that's what we got on. That's that's this week's episode. Sorry, I'm on vacation. You're lucky I'm churning out anything. <laughs> and we're back to the vacation fallback. Yep. <laughs> It is what it is. Beyond the Battle will be better, I promise. At least Russian Russian folk horror. 
What can we do? <laughs> Speak in Russian the whole time? Ah, uh, we did a couple times. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you like the rest of our show. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Filmgasm Productions, Connor95 on Letterboxd. If you want to suggest films for us to check out, you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com or send us a message through our socials. Check out our website, filmgasm.com. We've got reviews, articles, trailers of upcoming films, and every episode of our shows. If you want to support the show through Anchor, you can click on support this podcast on your preferred provider, and we appreciate any donations. Ah, next week, for the first time, Caleb and Josh are taking over the show to bring us a bizarre action film from the 80s that wasn't finished until a couple years ago. A sound technician for a news station becomes a vigilante ninja when his pregnant wife is murdered. The film was shot in 1984. The audio wasn't added until 2021, when film preservation company Vinegar Syndrome found the footage and added in a new soundtrack. It's such a weird story. And the end result was a bizarre-ass movie that's only available through physical copy, which is why Caleb and Josh are going to do it, because I'm not buying this movie. I'll buy it for you. Next week, it's New York Ninja with Caleb and Josh. So, good luck, buddy. <laughs> I'll, 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 I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be the one putting all the weight on my soldier, soldiers with how, how good I am. Good. Good for that. Don't miss Red I'll, Sonia. I'll carry Josh, dude. It's You're going to carry Josh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, this will be very interesting. Let's go Let's go see what he has to say about that. He's right over there. <laughs> uh, don't miss Red Sonia on Fridays Beyond the Bad and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl on Oscar Sunday. Until then, don't piss off any witches. Keep watching movies. Mm-hmm.